Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Think I'm starting to change With the weeks and the days Got this new blue head Okay, so uh, obviously the last week has been uh, a fairly dog shit week for a number of <laughs> different reasons. Uh, you know, I, obviously uh, we, we can't we can't not mention that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and that is a very sad thing, uh, both because she's an incredibly important person in American history and uh, because of uh, various the various forms of fuckery that uh, are, are, are now resulting after her death uh, I'm also uh, I'm, I'm also far more worked up than it is reasonable for any person to be about the way the Saints played this week uh, hmm and, and and so just you know, the the hits keep on coming. Uh, so why don't we, you know, why don't we talk about something, uh, you know, relaxing like, uh, does the retail industry have any sort of future in America? Oh, that that seems. I mean, you know, light as, matter. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I, let's. You know, we we start. We we have to start small. You know, with here and and I. Ironically, I feel like start small, small businesses, stuff like that. Um, you know, as we're getting into this, I'm reminded of the New York Times Magazine piece from from probably a month or so ago about specifically like uh, high fashion types in those industries right now and what what they're what they're doing in this moment. Uh, you know, shopping in general, but but I want to take a step step back right there. Um, you know, Sean, you mentioned being worked up and and kind of down uh, right now. And and that's totally fair. And I think in bygone eras, you know, at least six months ago, one thing that is sometimes enjoyable to do is on a Saturday or hell, even a Tuesday night, you you go out and you stroll around and walk into I don't know Williams Sonoma or or maybe your your local small business Williams Sonoma equivalent, and just look around. Um, fast forward to now though, and the thing that I am struggling with right now and I'm interested how you all feel is I don't feel comfortable especially a small business just browsing right now and I think that that has greater implications um you know Max you responded pr- you know pretty quickly when I posed this yeah um no I think you're right I mean I think that especially small local stores that are clearly doing their best to reduce the risk of their employees. Um, There's an added, you know, there's an added risk and there's an added feeling of almost guilt. So I, you, I think there's already a natural feeling of, of guilt sometimes when you go into a store without a plan for buying anything. Um, 
obviously it depends on on where that store is sometimes it's like they're expecting what i would i would call shoppers you know people that are just going to look around or lo- mm-hmm. looky lose as as ned flanders might say um but there definitely is you know some more feelings of of guilt when you think about going into a store now and think well i'm probably not going to buy anything do i still want to go in and and use their hand sanitizer and potentially take one of their masks if you don't have one yourself but you should um and you know make them make them clean up after you uh yeah yeah and and you you kind of get to something there with like the hand sanitizer but then also the the act of being in the store and 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 Sean, I see there are really two risks there, which is one, the calculation that we're all doing right now, which is what is the risk of being in a, an enclosed space? So that's there. It's it's a physical risk. But then there's also one which is a value risk, which I, I think about more, honestly, because if I'm outside, I've already taken into account that, that risk, um, uh, physical risk. But it's the, okay, if I go into a store, this is and only so many people can go in, there is a time and, and money equation that is going on. So if I am someone in there, one of the 10 people, and I know that I am not going to buy something or I'm 90% sure I'm not, that is lost money for this business that could really use people going in and spending money. Oh, okay, so that's a that's an interesting point, the, the latter part of that, where you, you, you mentioned that you are losing money for that business. And I mm-hmm. don't know that I agree with you. Uh, in yeah. fact, I, I pretty categorically don't agree with you. Um, it would be one thing if you used up a bunch of time at like an Apple store where there were a hundred people waiting in line because that's how Apple stores work all the time. Um, you know, but uh, I, I, I get the sense, and, and I'm, I'm coming at this with very limited retail experience, which is to say no retail experience, um, <laughs> but just, just, you know, off the cuff, I have to imagine that, you know, there, there's still value in the looky-loo, uh, to that business, even if you don't buy anything, because it does just because you don't buy something now doesn't mean you are not ever going to buy anything from them. You may be yeah. planning to come back another time. You may happen into a place that you didn't know about before, and are are so are, you know there's not really a need for you to buy anything right now, but you are so taken with the place that you want to tell your friends about it and, and you can be mm-hmm. a, a seed for other future business. So I, I, I would say, you know, and, and I'm, I'm also approaching this as someone who has, uh, who has done some looky lose in the last few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think also just from a, a normalcy perspective like if you're working in a small business right now uh and you have to go and you have to go in and be there in person like psychically speaking i think it's just probably better to have some people come in even if those people don't buy anything yeah yeah so 
I, I guess maybe to reframe it slightly, because you, you bring up a good point, which is I, I think even business that is not transacted is still some type of business. It's it's showing yeah. interest. They say, oh, that store's full. Kevin, maybe if I reframed it as this is is you know what about the added cost of say this is more Max's domain, but but say you want to go, you really need a pair of running shoes. Something that I did earlier during this this pandemic time. Um, I went in and, and tried on a bunch of pairs of running shoes. I did end up buying a pair of running shoes, but that is an instance where some of the protocols that are in place right now, maybe it's trying on clothes, I, other things where you're where you're touching touching stuff. Maybe you're investing in some some rare gems, so to speak. Do you think that the added protocols in there is that something where you you would want to make extra sure you know what you're buying right now? Yeah. I th- that's kind of one reason why I, I do feel a bit bad if I, I so really I haven't done much in-person shopping because I kind of want to avoid stores. But if, you avoided yeah. it before too, so like, I'm, I'm interested in your view. Yeah, but sir. But like the the thing that I feel it feels kind of crummy is that if I were to go buy something at a store, I would just innately have this bias towards big stores that have a lot of space and also like. Uh, that are part of bigger companies because I, I even though there's no guarantee that the local employees are actually following the guidelines, just that there'd be some comfort and that there's these some you know some guidelines handed down from a company. So I don't I, I, I again it's just kind of an inherent bias that I would have to kind of fight through um, if I were to go like buy something. Mm-hmm. I actually feel Next. I actually feel the opposite way, which is really interesting. I do too. I am I am much less comfortable right now going into say a, a Walmart or a Best Buy than I would be a local store, and I think it's for the opposite reason, which is basically that I like. I, and it's a it's a different inherent bias, but I just I feel like those employees at the big box stores are are less likely to care about their jobs and places of work, and so they're less sure. Likely I guess to follow I'll, the I'll say that. If I were to go to these places, I'm not going around to browse. I would pick out what I wanted online and then run in and grab it and then and then leave. But yeah, oh. that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with Max on that one. I, I just I I would, I would maybe trust, I would trust a, a you know a business owned by someone who lives in my town and is you know, I, I don't know that I necessarily trust, say a corporate policy. Or, or wide adherence to a corporate policy, but also, you know, there, there's an element of uh, the these the big places that have, you know, the the flashy looking uh, cleanup policies, etc. Et I I think, you know, and and this even goes back to Pierce, your original kind of point about the added cost to the business in terms of like having to clean up after you. Like I tend to be, I mean, I, you know, if you, if you follow the news closely, you saw that in the last couple days, uh, the, the CDC confirmed and then presumably <laughs> under pressure from some somewhere, you can't imagine where, uh, somewhere re- retracted, uh, a, a memo that essentially confirmed what we more or less knew before, which is that the 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 spread of COVID through 
surface touching not not super large so you know the idea that if you go into a bookstore and pick up three books off of a shelf that someone has to come behind you and like scrub down the books that's dumb that it's it's what's called sanitation theater and uh or cleanliness theater or or something similar because really you know that that's not the primary way that this stuff spreads and so if places I, i i operate from the standpoint of if places are good about wearing masks requiring that you and your fellow customers wear masks and honestly just controlling the capacity because i don't i don't really think that uh i i have trouble with truly with like requiring social distancing being like an effectively enforceable thing uh mm-hmm. you know I, I think those places are are largely okay to go to you know you have to take yeah. you have to take all of the precautions that you're supposed to take and and do the things that are are considerate of other people but like you know i i don't care i, I don't care if somebody at target is like following you know exactly six feet and two inches behind me with a spray bottle of Lysol like scrubbing down the floor behind me as I walk that's not doing mm-hmm. anything so so I think one thing that that you uh, made me think about in, in that is is you talk about people who are being mindful and everything else and then also you and Max got on the really going in a different direction than Kevin where Okay, these these bigger stores you feel comfortable with because they are large and they have pretty standardized protocols, um, and and I think that there's there's the paradox that I'm struggling with right now is is I recognize the importance of going to the small stores because they can't necessarily pivot to the curbside pickup or the ordering online. Like Target is going to be fine, um, Walmart is going to be fine. They are, they will always be fine until something huge changes. But the small stores are the ones where I'm more struggling because I think that my going or not going to the store, the uh, burden it places on them to, for lack of a better term, clean up after me, uh, that is what I'm concerned about. But I know that they are the ones I must, must, must go to. And, and, and Max, you, you had something to say. And I should say Max the other day when we were talking about me getting some, some teaware was like, Go to a local store. Go to a local store. And this is the exact thought I was having about it. But Max, go Well, ahead. yeah, I didn't want you to buy a, a teapot from Bezos Mart um, because I know you can afford the extra couple bucks to support somewhere local. And local tea stores are awesome. Um, yeah. I've been I've been trying to, to, to go to more local stores myself. I, I, you know, buy local, I think, is an important thing, except when American Express says it. And then it's like, all right, sure. But they still <laughs> want you to use your Amex. And those stores would probably rather you use cash mm-hmm. and rant. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I just think so. I, I think there's a maybe a broken assumption here too, which I think we should clarify. Which is like, if you're thinking about going to a local store to browse, there's still a non-zero chance that you might buy something. And we already said. I mean, Sean already said before that there's value in you going and not not buying something, which you you might go again and buy something else. But like, I think it's still important, you know. Not just the chance that you might buy something then, or that you may buy something later, or that you may recommend the store, or all that, but it's also like good for the. I just think it's generally like 
good to be supporting those businesses. I think the real question then is, are you supporting the business if you go inside, walk around for 10 minutes and leave? Like, I think you are, but I get why it's kind of a, a tricky, there's, again, there's this, there's this feeling of guilt, at least for me, doing that. And I have to almost convince myself that I'm I'm not doing it with the intention of not buying anything. Like, there is a chance, but depending on the store, I might know pretty well that I'm not going to buy something that day. Yeah. And I, I think I would say that if you're worried about placing extra burden on the person who works there to, like, clean up after you, that would just mean, like, the business has decided that the sanitation theater is will help them in the long term, like, not scare off anyone who would want the sanitation theater. So, like, they've kind of baked in the fact that they might have to do it anyway. So I I guess I I wouldn't feel too uh, bad about it. So here here are some thoughts that I have. Uh, One, there are other ways to... There are other ways to browse that don't require you to go into a store. Uh, You know, uh, not... This is not a universal case, but plenty of small local businesses have websites maybe even good ones where you can browse their inventory like you can you can shop at politics and pros on their website you can call them on the phone and talk to somebody uh you know hmm. I, I i have to imagine that your your friendly neighborhood bookseller would love nothing more than to spend six to eight minutes on the phone with you uh you know, talking you through a recommendation, uh, you know, in a way that is socially distanced and safer because you're doing it over a phone and not, you know, not in person. Uh, in certainly in the case of politics and pros, but I, I would imagine in lots of other cases too, you can even you can do transactions over the phone and then just pop in to pick something up if you're going to buy something. Uh, and then there are other places that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I've been <laughs> I'm very heavy on on bookstore on the bookstore aspect of this, but um, Chop Suey in Richmond uh, is is now back open in a limited capacity, doing something that I find really interesting, which is you have to make an appointment. You set an appointment, you pay a cover charge for that appointment, and you get the run. It's a it's essentially it's a deposit. And you and one other person get the run of the store for 50 minutes and whatever, you know, whatever you buy on your trip, your deposit, you know, the the money that you pay is a deposit towards what you buy. Yeah. And so that I think is really interesting. Like that is a way, that is a way to directly monetize your visit, even if you don't buy anything. And frankly, you know, I, I imagine that that is something that more businesses would be maybe interested in trying if they thought they could pull it off. And I, I don't know, but Pierce, for, for someone like you who is very concerned about, you know, whether you are of value to local small businesses in this time, if you don't buy anything, would, would something, would an arrangement like that make you feel more confident that you are you know, that you're doing something of value? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it would like that, that type of cover charge, um, thing is, is certainly helpful. And it makes me think of something that I wanted to get to. And, and I was kind of concerned about, uh, you know, if it would flow here, but, but what you're describing in, in some ways is, is almost like, uh, it's almost like a reverse coupon. It's saying like, come, come in, come to the shop. We are going to charge you. You have to do a minimum spend, but we know that you will spend more if you do that. So I'm getting coupons for local business and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I should just pay full price, whatever. It's like, well, by having this coupon, I'm probably going to spend more because I'm going to, you know, spend $20 to get a free appetizer or $5 off. So so I think that those are actually really similar. Um, so so now what you're saying is like, no, I, I, if they send out a coupon, I should still go because I will probably spend more. And and that leads me to something. And it, it is the question that that I wanted to ask. And, and you've gotten to, Sean, with this this kind of different arrangement, which is really cool. The idea of having a bookstore or any store to yourself um, right now sounds cool and makes sense. But going forward when, you know, a year from now, two years from now, when, when this is less a concern, the, the coronavirus, um, are those things, they might still be cool, but are these shopping habits still going to make sense? Who? that is the question, isn't it? I would just say from the start that like having a whole bookstore to yourself for 50 minutes is not going to make sense when no. you don't have restrictions on how many people can go in. Correct. Uh, you know, once once there are once there are reliable vaccines, uh, you know, and, and and you know, hopefully, like in the best case scenario, it, it turns out that the coronavirus family of diseases is, is similar to the flu in that like. You know, occasionally a mutation pops up that you know throws some people for a loop, but it, it's not, uh, you know, it's not like over the top difficult to develop new vaccines for for new seasonal strains and to kind of anticipate what you know what form of the disease is going to be uh, the most likely to be prevalent in any given year and and actually plan for that. Like, I don't know. I then there certainly is not any reason to to restrict in-person shopping to you know two people in a store i i think the question is how long how long is this going to last before we can get there and how like how many of these cherished local businesses are not going to survive that long i mean max you live in an area that is defined by the prevalence of local business and the the you know juxtaposed to kevin who does not live as the crow flies that far away from you but you can't really have those big box stores where you are whereas kevin can't i mean how is that something you've thought about in in your calculation of going to those small stores right now yes definitely um I kind of mix up stores and, and restaurants in my head. Um, there are a lot of local restaurants in my area that seem to be thriving. Um, they are packed inside and out every night. I don't recommend that, <laughs> but they are. I guess it's good for the restaurants. I, I, I like. I'm part of me is happy seeing it because I'm like, oh, good, that place. Pro-. Like, I love that restaurant. It probably won't go out of business. And then I see it, and I'm like, but that's. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of the stores, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I feel like, you know, 
part of it is wanting to support local and then part of it is just that i don't I, yeah we don't have bigger stores to to go to but at the same time i went into mm-hmm. an ll bean last week just to browse Ooh. and i didn't buy anything but to sean's point like i will in the future from ll bean and that visit probably impacted that so you know they'll they'll get my money somehow um and that's a bigger store obviously but but yeah i think i think supporting i mean i don't know if i really answered your question though no i i think you you did which it, which it is part of your your calculus uh, there um but i i think maybe um you know as as far as people have adapted and what makes sense i do think differently to to kevin um you know are you going to be more likely to support small businesses of restaurants are, are great examples but certain small businesses if you can do continue to do stuff like more curbside pickup i i feel like some restaurants have moved to that that didn't necessarily do that before is that something where you'd like to see that sustained yeah so i wasn't so restaurants wise yeah i still or i definitely prefer going to the local restaurants that have the outdoor space i just mean if i were to go buy something like oh i need to go or i'm gonna go buy a printer do i want to go find the local computer store like that's a place i would never shop to begin with and i i guess that's why in my head i would still just jump to best buy first and there would be a bigger hurdle for me to get over so it's tough to answer how it is going forward because it's not a place that i shopped at before yeah business sector matters a ton in this regard because if you're buying a printer let's be honest you probably already in 2020 have fairly limited options your best chance to get a printer sure. is probably either from uh, a store that rhymes with Amazon or from the closest Best Buy or Target to you. Like that's you know so that that is <laughs> almost Craigslist or or, or Craigslist, um, but but even I mean even Craigslist is gonna hit a point where like if there's no one if there's no one to sell a printer on Craigslist then you can't buy a printer on Craigslist. Uh, and if no one's making the toner, then that printer's kind of useless. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Uh, I, this is coming from someone who recently paid $2 to have one page printed at a store, at a local store. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I needed something <laughs> printed because I needed to mail it to a bank <laughs> because it's 2020. <laughs> And that's how business is done. Two whole. I'm writing dollars. that down for yeah, a think, different. Yeah, that's podcast. Sorry to interrupt you. Just the printer is a is a is an interesting one. Yeah, yeah for me, like online if places are able to on, like adapt online catalogs, that's something that would have been attractive to me before, and I think would will still be attractive to me going forward. Like a local clothes boutique or whatever, you know. It's I'm sure it's a pain in the ass for them, but for my shopping habits personally. Um, that would help, but I'm I think probably not the person that they would want to model their business for because I'm not going to buy much. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think part of it is also just like how much people buy things. I try to think, I, I don't think that I really buy that much, but I think about things that I do like buying and I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or otherwise, but I've definitely been making a, not just a concerted effort, but I've, I've been doing the best I can 
to purchase those things not from Bezosmart, but from other places. Um, I, I think I've mentioned, but I bought some records recently from, you know, not necessarily local stores, but smaller establishments that I could find. And I, I, I think also things like board games are things that I I would buy um, few and far between. But like if I wanted a new board game, I would I would buy that board game. And I if that were to happen, I would like I'm sure the game would be on Amazon, but I would definitely try to find it um, in a local store before that and I, I'm willing to pay the extra I mean at that point probably 15 20 bucks even uh, similar mm-hmm. to similar to books for the same you know same reason books can be so cheap uh, and we could you could go into that but uh, yeah I don't know if that's a side effect but I, I think it's part of it you know you just see these local businesses shuttering I mean there's a map available online again I go back to restaurants because I think it's more blatant but there's a map online of of all the restaurants in Boston that have gone out of business since COVID started. And I'm sure this same map has been created for plenty of localities. And it's, mm-hmm. it's sad to look at, even if, even if you've never been to those yeah. businesses, it's just, it, it's, you know, it's, I think they, they represent more than just the food they serve. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate. And you question what's going to go in their place and when. Yeah, uh, I mean, in just to, yeah, <laughs> four thousand I mean, dollars studios. Well, I, I mean, and to that to that point, um, there there is a limit to to what we can do with with going and shopping because because it's worth noting that a honestly large swath of the the U Street area in in DC is about to shutter come come October. Um, Sean, you you might have seen that, but there are about five related businesses, and you might have different feelings about those places themselves, and if you like going to them. But those places that cater to nightlife are the the clock, uh, you know, the bell has tolled for for them, and um, you know, to the point of the expensive apartments. There are a lot of expensive apartments there, and the idea is they were sold on the backs of like, hey, there's exciting nightlife here. And you can go and support the Aesop Soap or, or, you know, the Warby Parkers there, which are around there too. But ultimately, the character of these places is is all the more sterile now because all you're left with is these, you know, these stores yeah. that, you know, soap store doesn't bring character. Yeah, right? the, um, the two places that are julia and i's uh our first and our second date the two places we went for those two days have both closed down and so damn that sucks yeah that does suck and you know i i got to see i got to see not just kind of more of how that is all happening in dc uh over labor day when my parents came to visit but also just like how people react to it my uh we went to the waterfront for dinner one night and my (laughs) my dad just could not get over how much construction there was down by the wharf like how many cranes there were and he's he asked like what what is all this and it's all going to be very expensive apartments just 100 percent of it Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's yeah, like, and that and that's, that's where this shit is all going. It, it's well, fast casual yeah. restaurants on the first floor. <laughs> yeah, cool. Think, yeah, but there's a Qdoba on the first floor. God, but bless. but that stuff that stuff isn't unique. It's not. It's not for you know even it's unique like to be able to go there without dinner. going it's, outside. It's yeah. Sorry, no, it's, it's not. It's for it's for it's for business dinners. It's not 
they're or you know Chipotle is different, but like the places they're building on the wharf is for business centers. It's not for like, hey, you know, I'm gonna have a beer and maybe I'll have dinner too. And oh, what you guys have live music on Wednesdays? That's great. I'm gonna stay here and spend more money. That's dead. That is that's dead. It's gone. It's gone. And it 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 sucks. So I mean, if if you all have given me any uh, the the silver lining of this discussion is that what you've said to me is like use the coupons. Um, walk into the store and browse because there's a non-zero chance that you will spend money and, and if you start spending money you'll spend more than you thought and anything goes a long way right now yeah and and, and towards the apocalyptic end of that spectrum too like go do it now because who knows if that business is going to be there in six months like mm, that's that actually... that's a that's a fucked and scary thing to have to think but you know there's a non there's a non-zero chance that if your favorite place has been struggling during the pandemic it's not making it out so go go tell them you love them while you can mm-hmm. yeah that does remind me of um uh bridget and i got a sur la table gift card for um christmas from a friend and we had been planning on using it. We were planning on using it to take an in-person cooking class uh, that we had scheduled in March. And then that class was was canceled. And so we had this money for Sur La Table. And then I believe Sur La Table has since declared bankruptcy. Um, they're at least closing all their stores on the East Coast. And so um, we placed an online order for a bunch of La Cruze things that we, we don't need. Um but to Sean's point, like these businesses are closing, and at least sort of the table, that's fine. I don't mind. But for small businesses, like do whatever you can. Um, like I was said, I was I have mixed feelings about all the restaurants because the ones around us are are clearly doing fine. <laughs> I mean, good for them, but also, uh, I, I I'll let me put it this way: I'll judge the people eating at the restaurant, but I'm happy the restaurants are doing business. Um, but for local stores, yeah, they. They're probably struggling. Okay, so... Uh, so don't so now give that the table money. <laughs> so now that we've taken things in a, a nice, sunny direction, uh, should we should we maybe wrap it up and, and move on to Pierce's Sorry? Sure. Yeah, why, why not? Um, uh, so... Um, one okay first off one apology well but i actually have two apologies they're both for the three of you one the happy one is that the rudy deanda album tender epic is out now and i haven't told you about that but you should go listen to that on whatever is the best way to to stream that because it's wonderful and it's happy and it will make you feel better and your legs might start moving in a way you don't understand but just let it happen the other thing i have to apologize to you all for is that there is a restaurant speaking of restaurants that is 14 miles away from me right now that i did not realize until last week and i should have told you all about this restaurant uh so i really also apologizing to to the people i've interacted with and and maybe gotten food with in the last couple months being in atlanta but a 14 miles away from me is the roswell georgia outpost of dreamland barbecue um and i did not know that until about uh uh you know a week ago 
And, um, you know, I've been to the original location, and I think that's hard to to mimic. But, Sean and, and Max, you have been to other locations of Dreamland, and it sounds like it's great wherever they are. Um, it is. So so I need yeah. to go visit visit that place and get myself a gallon of barbecue sauce because that's something you can buy there. Hot damn. Oh. And, and you, can, you can purchase their it. things online as well. So support Dreamland yeah. from miles away. You may have Hell to buy yeah. like six gallons of sauce to, to get to their minimum order, but I think it's worth it. And by think, I mean it's 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 worth I, it. I think a gallon is like $25, which a, a gallon of barbecue sauce for $25 seems like actually a very high value investment. I, yeah. Is that, I think is that good for thing. Apocalypse? Does it go bad? <laughs> It, well, it, it keeps, well, I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy a gallon. I would take the, I would take the volume discount hit and buy four quarts, which are probably like seven yeah. bucks each, um, because who who wants to refrigerate, you know, seventeen eighteenths of a gallon of barbecue sauce? Um, but yes, it is. It is very good, and if you are in range. Certainly, if you are in range of a Dreamland barbecue, you should Shoot. you should make that shit happen. Um, I'm gonna go online and buy some barbecue sauce right now. <laughs> I still have some more, so I, I I'm not ready to re up just yet. But you know, on the on the off chance, you know, the last few years I've actually reverted to uh, driving back to New Orleans at Christmas time, and so I think there's a solid chance that there will be a a trip in my relatively near future. So. Um, I will say that the your other apology, Pierce, is really just for Kevin and Max because you certainly have told me about the Rudy Deando record <laughs> multiple times. Well, I, I I didn't know the date it actually came out because I, I I got the album a little bit early. Fair enough. Um, not because I'm special, but just because they they wanted me to have this beautiful thing as soon as possible. <laughs> I assume. Um, but but I think it's time for a big idea from pop culture from not Sean, right? I think that's true. Yeah, so <laughs> I wanted to um, touch on a part of pop culture that we don't really touch on, which is video games. Ooh. And the, so there's a good reason for most of it, because a lot of the um, video game content is very bad. Um there are plenty of good video games, but most, I guess, content surrounding video games is just like Twitch videos and and memes that take no effort. Something involving but, a gate, right? Yeah. Um, so I did want to highlight, though, there is this one YouTube series. Um, it's under the umbrella of Polygon, which is just a, a website that puts out video or content about video games, reviews and such. And they have one YouTube series called Unraveled by um, a guy named Brian David Gilbert. And the the concept is, is generally he takes some type of video game lore or um, like cha- um, challenge and does it applies it to real life. Um, and it, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, like an example was he went and read all like 50 Halo novels in a year <laughs> and like wrote a summary of all of them or he did he cooked all 80 recipes from the legend of zelda breath of the wild using only the ingredients that are required so meaning like he didn't put salt and pepper on anything oh god um, but then there are other ones where he kind of 
he it it's like a thought experiment and then it kind of like drives him crazy so one of them is he tries to calculate if mario is on track for retirement based on how many coins you might collect in a playthrough and how much things cost and how like the inflation of a mushroom has gone up since the games were in since like the 90s and the um and now and then he finds out that mario is not on track and then he's like well wait what if i replace these numbers with like let's say a creative writer who lives in new york city and then he finds out that he himself is <laughs> never going to retire so um anyway he's just it's a very original voice in the video game world and pretty much every every video is is great a lot of them you can probably enjoy even if you don't know the video game like how he uses concepts from the sims to make his own apartment better based on whether his sim likes the the stuff or not um some of them you probably won't understand if you haven't played the game but um anyway just wanted to highlight uh unrivaled on polygon it's amazing I love it. That's that's great because it's delightful. Yeah, the <laughs> the world of content and and discourse surrounding video games is mostly a noxious hellscape of sexism and racism. So, uh I will I will settle for there's no salt in the food. <laughs> I will definitely settle for there's no salt in the food or I read Halo 37. Uh cool. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. Uh, and yep. as you probably know by now, if you've listened to, you know, 211 episodes of this podcast, uh, when we finish the big idea, that's the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. Subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. If you do that, please do us a favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show. We would love to share with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks, Pierce. Cause I sit at home.